and we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album. I'm the author of the book, Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast is inspired. That book dealt with lessons that I learned alongside my old college professor, Maury Schwartz, as he was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease. And every week, I met with him, and we discussed one thing or another that had to do with the significance of life or the meaning of life. Once you really realize you're going to die, and each week we took one subject and went all out and deep into it. And, of course, with Maury facing death just a few months away, he was able to put things in perspective and say, this matters, this doesn't matter, you think this matters, but when you get to the end, it won't matter. And it was just a precious, precious, cherished course that I got to take with my old college professor just before he passed away. And those lessons have informed me ever since, and that's going on now 30 years already close to. And I wrote the book Tuesdays with Maury, and apparently those lessons have resonated with other people as well. And so we're able to do this podcast revisiting some of those lessons and applying them to life as we know it today. And that's what we're going to do today as well. Alongside, as always, is my friend and producer, Lisa Goitsch. Lisa, how are you? I'm okay, Mitch. I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen you, but it's only been a week. <laughs> but it seems like a some month. Some weeks feel some longer reason. than others. <laughs> Yes, I swear. Feel longer than others. A lot. Of, it depends on how much happens in a week, don't you find? It's like if, if oh, the yes. week was just packed with a gazillion different things, then it feels like a long time. I know my week was because I've had uh, six kids up from Haiti from our orphanage wow. that have been here and uh, four Jeez. Uh, late teenagers, you know, 17, 18, 19, and two young ones. And man, it has been quite. The effort, and it got me thinking about um, kind of That's what we're going to be talking about today. Well, we're <laughs> going to talk about group behavior today, how people behave in uh -huh. groups that are different sometimes than how they behave by themselves. And maybe this is inspired by the fact that I'm, I'm just surrounded by groups now. <laughs> I mean, everything's a everything's a, a body of six at least, and sometimes <laughs> there are other people here, and sometimes it's eight and ten and. It is interesting. I've been watching. Um, I've been watching these young men, especially the seventeen, eighteen, nineteen-year-olds who are about to attend college, and this was their first time setting foot in America, first time leaving the orphanage. I mean, it's it's just been wow. astounding. Yeah, uh, they never never wow. left the orphanage. For most of them, they don't remember sleeping anywhere but at the orphanage their whole life, and they never spent a night away from it. That has to be a shock. Like, it, it, It's a shock if we were going three miles away in Haiti. But to come to yeah. America and yeah. to see things, you know, where they don't even... A stoplight is a new concept. A, yeah. a door handle inside a car. So how to get out of a car. Because we don't ride around in cars. How, how, would, how would they know how to get out of a car? I mean, like they, they were kind of feeling around on the doors saying... Huh. How, what do I touch to get out of the car? Uh, wow. You know, restaurants where you have menus that you can order from and uh, internet that works and, you know, even a television set, which they've thankfully never really seen in 80 that that functions. And, uh, and now all of a sudden they see this with the 999 channels. It's not very good. I, we tend to keep the television off most of the time that they're here, thank goodness. But uh, it's yeah, it's been it's been a, quite an education for them, and I watch how they function in a group, and it got me thinking that 
so much of our behavior uh, is dictated not just by what we believe in, not just by what we think is important, but who we are with. Who is going to hear us when we express ourselves? Who we are sitting with at the time, or who we are with uh, circle-wise, and especially in this day and age, now it seems, where everybody is afraid of being judged. Everybody's afraid of being canceled, being seen as, how could you? How could you say that? How could you do that? And so we are very cautious in our words, very cautious in our actions. And, it, and yet, the same people who are so cautious in their actions will then get into a different group, or maybe they're real close friends that they mm-hmm. trust, and say sometimes the exact opposite things that they were saying earlier in the day with another group. Yeah. So group behavior is something that uh, is worth looking at today and, of course, was something that Maury and I talked about quite a bit even when we were back in college because Maury taught sociology and sociology, he didn't just do sociology in, in terms of the textbook kind of sociological studies of different groups and how they interact with one another, or different cultures, how they differ with one, with one another, different countries, societies. And that's what sociology is. But he would take it, and remember, this was in the mid-70s, and so you know we weren't far from the 60s, and in the 60s, mm-hmm. kind of anything went when it came to classes. You could try pretty much anything. So he had a group uh, class, rather, called Group Process, and he would do all kinds of things with people in these groups to observe their behavior and to see how they interacted with one another. So, for example, uh, as he says here, he would have little exercises between students just for the sake of observing how they reacted to it. Like to give them the experience of being, say, unprotected and defenseless. I would have them go out with a partner, and then the partner would leave them. They were blindfolded, and they just had to find their way to whatever or wherever, Mm. just to have them the experience of what it is to be in the world in a blind way. Now, by the way, I'm sure that you could not get away with this today. This would probably you probably get sued like a thousand different times. Uh, but back then, it's kind of cool, though. Yeah, this was a way of like sort of finding out, um, going from having somebody with you who you could trust to suddenly not having somebody with you at all and being blind and needing to find your way back. And what did you have to do? And what security did you feel with? another person or a group versus what you didn't have when you were by yourself. Now, this is a particular exercise. This is a great metaphor uh, for exactly what's going on today. So when you're with somebody else and you're spouting your opinion, they're spouting their opinion, and you're in agreement with them, Mm. you feel comfortable, right? Yeah. Take the vaccine situation. All right, there's a good one. Now you're not even allowed to say that you understand people who don't want to get vaccinated. 
somehow then you are, you know, some kind of fool. I, I go through this uh, on a, um, in fact, I did it uh, on another podcast I do in sports, and we were talking about it today because there's some athletes who are not getting vaccinated that are kind of high profile. And we went through this today, and one of the other guys on my podcast started saying, well, they're they're basically, you know, they're idiots, and these people are idiots, and they're, they're uh, ruining things for everybody else. And if they can't figure out now that, this vaccine is safe, uh, then they're just morons, you know, and I'm paraphrasing. So when you're with other people who feel the same way, you can say that. And you can take comfort in the fact that you are surrounded by people who are just like you, right? Like-minded, right. Like-minded. And that's like what happened when, in this case, when you go out with somebody who's your friend, your college student, and you're fine, and you don't have a blindfold on, and you're just going someplace together, and you have the security of knowing that that person is with you, right? They're with you. Right. Then what happens all of a sudden when you have to put on a blindfold, and now you're not so sure if they're with you anymore? So I look at Mm. that as that's kind of akin to, okay, I'm not going to know who I'm talking to. I'm going to put on a blindfold, and I don't know who I'm talking to now. Am I going to say the same things I said as loudly and as boisterously as I said them before? Or at all. (laughs) Or even say them at all, right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and now, because why? You don't know if that person is on your side. You don't know if that person is even there anymore. And for all you know, yeah. with that blindfold on, someone else may walk up to you about to help you. And you're talking about what idiots these people are who don't take the vaccine. And maybe that person is the person who didn't take the vaccine and doesn't believe in it. And suddenly they're not going to help you because they hear what you're saying. Right. So mm-hmm. when you're blind and you can't see who's around you in your group, suddenly, do you still have the conviction of your thoughts? Do you still feel the same way by saying, I don't care if I can see anybody around me or if I can't. I don't care if I know what company I'm in or I'm not. This is how I feel, and I don't care who hears me. Well, some, yeah, some people are that way, but a lot of people aren't, right? Suddenly, it's like, well, what group am I in? What group yeah. am I in? You know, And what do I say? with this group. Now think about that when it comes to uh, politics. Look at how fractured we've become in this country that we only want to speak with our group. Yeah. Remember Thanksgiving, the most recent Thanksgiving when everyone said it because it was right around the election, um, we will not discuss politics at this. And if you're coming to have politics, then you, you can't be here. Of course, you couldn't be there anyhow because it was COVID. You know? yeah. But go back to Thanksgiving before that one. And, and it was like, well, if you're going to talk politics, or you know, we're going to have it with our family, but we all know we all share the same politics. So that's okay. But what about the person who is on the opposite side? Do they not come anymore? People are doing that now with uh, if you're vaccinated or not. Don't come to my house if you're not vaccinated. You know, we're dividing ourselves into all these groups based on our belief system, based on Mm -hmm. our belief system. And we are separating into a society that just wants to hang out with people who feel the same way on hot button topics. Now, Lisa, I'm old enough to remember a time when we there were a lot of people felt differently about a lot of things. 
but you could still have them as your friends. They could still be in your group. You could have all have one position on on uh, I don't know the the war or abortion or uh, women's rights or whatever, and and you know you'd argue it out and you oh you're such a Neanderthal or this or that, but you didn't break up your friendships over it. You still yeah. kept your groups. Your groups were based on more important things. Your groups were based on uh, shared experiences. Your groups were based on years together. Uh, your groups were based on family ties or commitment. You know, your kids went together and went to school together and you, you, the parents hung out and you all were vested in, in the school. But now it seems that we are um, totally divided based on our beliefs. And we don't want to hang around with anybody who doesn't believe what we believe, who doesn't espouse what we espouse. And we're only comfortable talking around other people who talk like us and believe what we believe. Why? Because we're afraid if we're in a group where somebody doesn't, they'll cancel us. They'll expose us. They'll film us while we're talking and put it on the internet and say, see what uh, whatever this person is. There's no trust in the group that you can just be human to one another. And this is a fundamental change, yeah. Yeah, I find that it's just best in those situations, and it's you know really happened over the past, let's say five years or so. I think in my life, you know, um, I just don't discuss those things with people who I know aren't on the same page as I am. But yeah, but that's a hard thing them. to do. I mean, you have to keep right. track of everybody's scorecard, so to speak. Oh, oh, right. oh, wait. Now, who are we going out with tonight? They, okay, they are. They voted for Biden. Okay, so we can talk about that. But they're not, uh, they're, they, they don't believe in the immigration thing at the border. We better leave that one out. Okay, we'll get, it's terrible. Well, I just, I know. It is, it's really difficult. You know, I don't think it was ever like that. I mean, I had a boyfriend at one point that was a completely different political persuasion than I was and pretty far on the other side of what I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and so was his family. But we all sort of got along, and uh, they would just sort of laugh at my viewpoints. And um, how long ago I was would that? laugh at, I would laugh at theirs. Oh, geez, a long time. No, it was right. twenty five years at least. Right. Well, twenty five years ago, you could do that. That's my yeah. point. Today, we are dividing our groups by our belief system, and particularly on on certain hot button topics. The fact that mm-hmm. that people will actually go out there and say, if you I remember getting an email from somebody. I won't say who it was. Uh, somebody I respected, uh, and part of a group of, of of friends that we have around the country. And they basically sent out this email saying, "If you voted for Donald Trump, please delete me from your emails. Delete me from your you know. Do not contact me anymore." This was sent to friends. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear from you anymore, uh, and lose my number. Now, I'm not in favor of any political candidate one way or the other. I'm in favor of humanity, though, and people being human beings. And people still have the right to choose what they want to do or vote for what they want to vote to. And you can argue with them and tell them they're crazy to do it and all that. But suddenly you cannot associate with somebody like that? Associate? I know people who have friends in prison who have murdered people. 
and they're still okay with them, and they'll go, they'll go in, and you know, yeah, he did a wrong thing, but you know, it, it was a terrible thing, but he's still my friend. Somehow, that's that you can do, but you're on some wrong side of political issue. You can't talk to anybody. You can't you can't come to their house anymore. You can't call them. You can't email them anymore. That is different. Twenty five years ago, you're right. We did have groups that were based on things that I think were deeper rooted, more human rooted than than hot-button topics or, or, or political belief systems, but that's not the way it is anymore. Now, when Maury taught these classes, these group process classes, he was trying to teach a lesson. Even in all these experiments that he would have where he would go out and you could be blindfolded, or there were other ones where you had to fall backwards, the trust exercises, you remember those? Yeah, you I remember You had to close your eyes and fall mm-hmm. backwards and see if you could trust the other person. But what was the point of all of this? Here's how he explained it to me. Hopefully, you would eventually learn the ways in which you participated in the group, the ways in which the group itself operated as a group, the ways in which you intermeshed with other people, your effect on them and their effect on you, and something about your internal life, which either got in your way of relating to others, was facilitative of relating to them. And that was to be recorded in the journal every week. So now I remember people laughing at this class and guys that I went to school with who were pre-med who had to take organic chemistry and mm-hmm. and molecular biology. And, and they would see a class like this, like, wait a minute, you had to record in your journal every week how you made each other feel and uh, what effect you had on one another. I want to take that class. And many of them did. You know, they would take these classes to try to, you know, get an easy grade. But Maury was always smart enough to figure that out. He would tell them to leave the class. He'd say, you're not here for the right reason. He'd throw them out. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Now, and he didn't. By the way, he gave everybody a B just for basically showing up and an A if you did a good job. And that was it. He said, I don't want to start talking about grades or all the rest. I want you to focus on what we're learning here. So here, let's get the grades off the table right now. If you come to class every day and you just marginally participate, you got a B. And if you put something forward and actually add to the class, you got an A. Now we're done with grades and jockeying for grade position. Or let's talk about what we're actually here to talk about, which in, in his case was, you know, how groups affected one another. Right. And I would love to see him do this class now where he yeah. would have people come in and say, okay, you take a pro-vaccine versus an anti-vaccine. You take a pro-Democrat versus a pro-Republican. You take a pro-Donald Trump versus an anti-Donald Trump. And let's watch how you react to one another. Let's watch how you interrelate with one another. Mm-hmm. Now, there was another exercise that he did that I thought was also very interesting uh, where it was the opposite of talking. It was being quiet. Uh, he wow. would walk into class, sit down. This was usually early on in the uh, maybe the first class. He would walk in, sit down behind the desk, and not say a word. And this would go on for a long time. I mean, not like a minute or two minutes. Half an hour Yeah. of just sitting there. Here he explains it. At the beginning, I let them twist uncomfortably. I remember one class I came in, students were there, I sat down, didn't say a word. People started getting uncomfortable. I didn't say a word. Finally somebody said, 
speaks up and says, are you the teacher? I said, yeah. That's all. And what happened? It got very uncomfortable. And after a while, I said, okay, what happened? We started. Oh, you made me so uncomfortable. I said, why? Well, the teacher comes in, you expect him to talk, you know. I said, well, that's, this, is, that's, this is not that kind of class. And right away, you got something. Mm -hmm. There's always something happening. Mm -hmm. You don't have to bring it in advance. Mm -hmm. I said, how many people weren't uncomfortable? A few weren't. Well, why not? Eh, well, we're willing to wait to see what happens. Most were, because they had won that expectation. It's what happens when you change the expectation. You get uncomfortable. What happens when you change the expectation? You get uncomfortable. This speaks to another thing about groups. Groups we go to for comfort. We go to for validation. How many times, mm -hmm. you know, when you were in high school, somebody did something bad to you or that made you feel bad, you ran off to your little clique of friends, and you immediately told them what happened so that what? So that all of them could confirm to you how yes, badly validation. that person had behaved, right? Validation. Validation. I kind of still do that sometimes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, we all do a lot of things that we used to do in high school. But you use yeah. groups for validation. So that mm -hmm. goes back to, you know, 13-year-old girls saying, you know, um, this boy said something really mean to me insulting and you go run back and tell your girlfriends and they all agree what a jerk that guy is yes right? that's as old as time yes well how different is that than the person who goes to work and the person at work says to them you know um we're not gonna have masks because i don't believe in uh, a mask mandate and I don't want people to have to wear masks at work so you can wear them you cannot wear them but we're not making a mandate and that person who he told is like a die hard you know uh, uh, vaccine uh, COVID is the worst thing to ever come down the pike and it's going to be the end of the world kind of thing it goes back and tells his or her friends can you believe what my boss said right you believe he's not making everybody wear masks? It's, there's a, the famous uh, Mel Brooks scene in, in um, Blazing Saddles where he plays the governor of whatever state it is, and, and he has all these yes-men around. They go, harumph, harumph. And every time he says, well, I think we should do the thing that we should do of the thing that we should do. And they go, harumph, 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 harumph. And they, harumph, harumph, and they all go, harumph, harumph. And then he points out, he says, I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. And the guy goes, harumph. He says, you better watch your ass. You know, like, <laughs> like, like the one guy who didn't harumph. Uh, and right. we want that. We want the harumphs. We want the people to harumph with us. Oh, that person is so awful. But again, we're using a group to validate our opinions. We're not really being brave. We're not, we're not willing to operate without the group. We're using the group to make us feel better. And that should not mm. be the mm -hmm. basis of groups or people that you hang out with is that they just make you feel better about your thing because they blindly 100% loyally follow what you're saying. Because what happens if one of them has a different idea? What happens yeah. if you have a different idea one day? That Are happen. they going to harumph you right out of the, right out of the room? Yeah. Rumph, 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 rumph. 
It's better just not to talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, but, yeah. Stay home and read a yeah. book. Yeah, 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 yeah. M- Maury, uh, well, even your books, b- books might disagree with people, too. Yeah, Maury talked about what happened in that silence class, how the dynamic started to fall apart when nobody said anything. And then people started to say, you know, uh, uh, well, we need to do something because the teacher isn't. Listen. Nobody says a word. I wait. Finally, somebody says, why don't we get started? We're wasting time. You know, I want him to take the initiative. So, then somebody will sort of like, take up the sub-leadership role and say, what's going on? So, oh, I had a hard time, this, blah, blah, blah. And somebody say, well, what right do you have to take over? Right away, you got a quarrel right. going, right? Right. Or a little combat. It's happening. Uh-huh. I don't have to create it. Uh-huh. Life happens. So what Maury observed here is that silence, just by being silent, people started to fall in to their roles in the group, who was going to be the boss, mm-hmm. who was going to be the sub-boss, who was going to agree, who was going to disagree. People say, well, what right do you have to be the leader? You know, and I want to be the leader. And you see how quickly it kind of can fall apart yeah. if you're not bound by the right things. So yeah. what are the right things? The right things, first of all, aren't just people who agree with you. The right things should be people who respect you mm-hmm. and whom you respect. It's not a very good basis for a group or a clique or a you know a, a lunch table or whatever if you don't respect one another. Because yeah. deep down, you're basically thinking, you know, yeah, well, okay, that, I'll, I'll sit with this guy, or I'll talk with this guy or this girl, because they, they say what I say. But, you know, you can lose a lot of respect for people who just mimic yeah. what you say. And when I just see, when I see a group of people who every single one of them are lockstep together on every thought that they have, that makes me wonder really how deep are the friendships or how solid is this group? Or is it just, you know... They're, they're almost forcing the other person by dint of being in the group to have to take that position. Their real position in life is, I'm going to agree with everybody in this group. So wherever, wherever the loudest one goes, that's where we're going to go. That's an interesting thing. I, was, uh, I had an experience recently in a group setting where I raised a different point of view to somebody who was like, talking a story about herself, right? She was telling this story about herself. And I was like, well, I don't know why that's so bad. Like, why would that be such a bad thing? Right. Oh, my gosh. And then everybody jumped on me because I didn't, especially the other person, because I didn't agree with what this person's feelings were. Right. And I was just trying to get this person to see another side that maybe this wasn't such a bad thing. Right. You know, so I I was approaching it from a good place, but... They were so adamant that this was a bad thing that they didn't even want to hear my thoughts on it being a good thing. And so, uh, wow, I was like, and, and what, I, so I what never happened? Even thought it would be, I never even thought it would be something controversial. Well, it sort of lingered long after the dinner. Mm. I was, uh, uh, as we were even walking out of the restaurant, I found myself like doing extra work to try to make it up. Um, 
make up with this person because I felt that there was a chill in the air now and this person right. sort of like, in fact, after it happened, she was basically like, I'm just going to leave. Like she got her purse and she was ready to leave the restaurant. And, and it, it just was a really uncomfortable moment for me. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I said something that was, right. you know, not, I didn't mean anything by that. I was just trying to make it, uh, turn it into a positive rather than right. you seeing it as a negative. And you know what, what I mean? happened but since then? Have you been gotten back together? To person since then. No, uh, I mean, I mean, we're not enemies or anything, but I mean, it's just, we haven't gotten together since then, but right. it was a very uncomfortable moment. Right. And, but, and well, sometimes you, you just pointed out though, that's when people use their group strictly for um, validation and strictly to be like an echo chamber for their own thoughts. That's not the real basis of friendship. That's not the yeah. real basis of camaraderie or soulmates. That's the basis of an echo chamber. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't be, because you're trying to be a friend, and so you're trying to turn things around to say, well, why don't you look at it this way, and then it might right. be better. Right. But some people don't ever want to hear that. Like, you know, I mean, I've probably been guilty of that at some point in my life, I'm sure, right. where you right. don't want to hear the other side. Right. But, um, but then you're not might... really operating from a position of respect. Because no, if it not. was a position That's of respect, true. they would have said, well, I don't agree with Lisa, but, but I respect Lisa too much to turn this into something. You know, this would just be something that we don't see eye to eye on, but I love her right. and, you know, she's my friend and I respect her. And, uh, you know, but when people only respect you because you're espousing the same belief system that they are, you don't have a real basis of respect and you don't have a real yeah. basis of friendship. And, the government and the political system that we're dealing with right now is really putting us to the test with that. And people are losing their friendship. And they say, I'm losing, I lost my friend over this. No, you lost somebody who you thought was your friend. Because if they yeah. were really your friend, you wouldn't lose them over a vaccine argument. You wouldn't lose yeah. them over a, a tax cut argument. You wouldn't lose them over whether an election was fixed or not argument. You know, contrary to what CNN and Fox might want you to believe, the things they discuss at night are not the most important things to determine whether you can hang out with somebody or not. But that's the way that we're going. And that's why I brought this up here today, that groups um, serve a purpose. But if the only purpose they're serving is to validate you or echo chamber your thoughts or you're part of echo chambering theirs, you're not really examining the group and what Maury did, as silly as some of this stuff sounds, as as kind of like non-academic as some of it sounds, taking somebody out and blindfolding them, leaving them alone, having yeah. a trust exercise, sitting in silence, it does make you examine what a group does and doesn't do, and how the group dynamics affect you when they don't go the way you want them to go. Suddenly you're blindfolded. Whoa, what happened to the guy who was with me? Suddenly everybody's silent. Whoa, what happened to the talk and the validation? Suddenly someone else um, picks up and starts becoming a leader. Whoa, when did they become the leader? You know, groups are more than just comfort. Groups should yeah. be, you know, exchange of ideas and exchange of respect. And if you have that, you have something special. If you don't, you may find suddenly, you know, one sentence and you're not in the group anymore. Yeah. <laughs> As you may find out when you call for your next I, dinner with your friends. I know. You may I be cooked. I sometimes feel like that. 
I well, sometimes I feel like that. And funny thing is, the older you get, I think the more your filtering system changes. That's yeah. a whole other topic. Yes. But yes. I'm less I'm less likely to agree with the group than I used to be. We'll um, do that on another day. How 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 your filter disappears after a certain age? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, and that can change right all your that. dynamics. Yes, you know that's what I right. mean. That's right. That'll be part two of group dynamics that we'll do down the pike. We hope you enjoyed this uh, short lesson, and we do this every week. If you like what you hear, you can always leave us a comment or a rating. We always appreciate those. And you can find out more details at wetuesdaypeople.com on the web, including our conversations, our discussion groups, and all of our previous shows. On behalf of Lisa Goich, till we see you again, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People.